0: Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by HRFs and Trade. I'm Simone De Rochefort, Senior Video Producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Advocate at Microsoft. Brianna is taking the week off this week uh, to let her voice rest some more. Uh, we wish her the best. I want her to be better again so that she can come talk on this show and so that everyone can listen to her and enjoy that. I get, if y'all want to like send her, I don't know if she's checking Twitter, but if anyone wants to like tweet nice things at her at Brianna yeah. Wu on Twitter, yeah. I think that'd at be Brianna nice. Wu. Send
1: her nice things on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, she, she would appreciate that. I think.
0: Yeah. It's really hard to not be able to talk when talking is a, such a huge part of, you know, your uh, daily life, uh, you know, but also it's just very demoralizing to have, a voice taken away from you it sucks so uh we want her back we um do. but in the meantime we have a show for you it's been a bit of a thin news week but we've got some fun gaming topics that we're going to talk about but first you have to eat your vegetables and your vegetables <laughs> are semiconductors <laughs> Nvidia is apparently, according to Bloomberg, quietly telling its partners that it doesn't expect to pull off a proposed acquisition of ARM, which would have been and may still be, but probably won't be, the biggest semiconductor deal ever made. Uh, the deal was first announced in September 2020, but has since faced disapproval from literally everyone, uh, starting mm-hmm. with regulators. Um, they, it, they were sued by the FTC. Uh, And the People's Republic of China is also against the deal. And Chinese authorities say that, you know, even if it doesn't get blocked
1: over here, don't worry, we're going to block it over there. The the PRC is like, hey, we already stole one ARM. Don't press us. We will steal another one. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: then pretty much every big name customer of ARM is also like, oh, we don't like it. And that includes Intel, Amazon, Microsoft, Qualcomm. Like a bunch of tech companies are like, no. And then... Even if somehow the United States and China were persuaded to agree on a deal, the EU and the UK would also need to approve this theoretical deal, which makes the hurdles incredibly, incredibly high. Uh, Publicly, everyone involved is still saying or still trying and saying that they are hoping it's all going to go through. Um, Arm owner SoftBank is also preparing for an IPO, which would, you know, theoretically take the place of this deal and meanwhile nvidia and arm are still trying to convince regulators that they should be allowed to do this thing but i think behind the the public statements nobody is optimistic and i totally understand why because it does seem like every possible uh force (laughs) that could be a raid against this deal
1: has has taken up arms. <laughs> not to make yeah. a pun. Not to not, make an no, arm pun. P- pun unintended. No, you're right. And it's it's interesting because obviously so many people have been, have been against this deal from the very beginning. I've always been at the opinion, and I said this I think last time we talked about it, which is that not that I – and it's, it's similar to the conversation we had last week about um, Activision um, being acquired. It's not so much that I'm like in favor of the consolidation thing. Is more about a like, okay, would I rather it be this company or would I rather it be someone else?
0: Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm.
1: so Softbank paid 30 billion for ARM um when they bought it in, in 2014, 2015, whenever, whenever they acquired it. Uh, the IPO is looking like it would take in less than what they would uh be, you know, than what they bought it for. Um Ouch. And, and and so uh and that would be and that would be to be completely clear, that would be like a really good IPO because doing like a thirty billion IPO out the gate is not easy. Like mm-hmm. that would that would require a tremendous amount of banks and and other sort of investment buyers to come to the table and say we believe that this has like a really good use case as, as a forward looking business, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 that we think that the the licensing model and the other stuff that ARM does, which is crucial to ARM, has a big growth potential. So um, because it's not just about getting like your retail investors involved, you need to have institutional banks involved to, you know, like, uh, help help back it to to get an IPO out unless you want to do a direct listing, which uh, would be disastrous in this case. So I look at this, and I'm like, okay, if it's not Bought, it, it, I mean, if they go public, fine, whatever. I, I don't know if they're going to recoup their, their costs. If, if that happens, even then I kind of wonder, I'm like, okay, well, how long before it's just taken private again? But I don't know. I, I've looked at this the whole time and I've kind of thought, thought like, not that I feel like NVIDIA is necessarily, not that I don't see the conflicts of interest. I'm just like, I kind of feel like NVIDIA would be better than some private equity, you know, jagoffs or um, some foreign nationals or some other people that would just not at all have at least like any understanding of the business or would you know similar to SoftBank right like I don't know I just feel like I understand why this probably isn't going to go through but there's a part of me that also feels like well this might have been the best option for everyone and who knows what's going to happen now
0: just in terms of it being like a good steward of the of the technology and understanding the market
1: yeah, yeah. I mean the thing is is that all of the companies that actively use ARM uh like uh, you know Samsung and Qualcomm and, and Apple, they have architectural licenses, which yeah. means that they can they are using things to go to a certain instruction set, but they're that's everything else that they're designing is is separate, right? Mm-hmm. So they can no matter who buys them, they have the architectural license. Now the big thing would be conceivably in the future and this is I guess what people were worried about is that if they were looking at the next instruction set you know so some odd so you're looking like a decade down the line or something mm-hmm. if Nvidia or whoever owned it wanted to change the terms and wanted to not make it possible for people to buy these sorts of architectural licenses of which they don't have many to be clear most people have a, a more standard kind of licensing thing but then mm-hmm. you have your your bigger players your bigger shipmakers who have the architectural license where they could be like well this would be a problem, right? Uh, if if they couldn't continue to have that, and that might hurt, you know, people having compatibility. At that point, I would say I think that you have companies like Apple, specifically, but also companies like um, like Qualcomm. But I think Apple, most particularly, would be like, yeah, we don't really care about having compatibility with the ARM instruction set. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if it came down to it, Apple at this point has customized the silicon so much that. It is ARM and name only. You know the M1 yeah. is not uh, other than the fact that it is technically like you know a Arch and and it is you know Arch sixty four and is technically compatible with some of the ARM stuff, which is good for kind of the broader ARM ecosystem. The way that they've customized their silicon and the stuff that they do is so far ahead than everyone else in performance mm-hmm. and has so many other features that those other those other things don't have. That I yeah, think that, it's like,
0: not like an off-the-shelf kind of no,
1: not, not no. And I, and I think and obviously the direction Apple's been going in has been to get as separate from everybody else as possible. And I don't think that they would care, to be totally honest. I mean this is just my own personal opinion. Like I don't feel like Apple cares about having, you know, ARM instruction set compatibility. So if in the future they didn't have that option, whether it's NVIDIA or some other company or private equity or public, like I don't I don't feel like they like that matters to them. And I think the same is probably true for some of these other companies. So you think um, they'll totally branch off at some point? Or uh, I think I think Apple would if it came. If, I mean, I think that they could continue to license things the way they have. I don't see why they wouldn't. But if they couldn't, I don't think that it would be. I don't think they would bother them one way or another is what I'm saying. Okay. So when I look at, like, who owns ARM, uh, like, to me, like, NVIDIA has never seemed, like, that bad. You know, if anything, it's like, okay, there might be some conflicts here. And they might be able to increase the way that they create certain types of their own, you know, ARM processors mm-hmm. and chips and whatnot. They might get some, some resource, some research stuff, but you know, I I don't know. It's, it's a weird business. Like it's something that clearly uh, SoftBank hasn't, d- didn't do a good job with. Um, it was a public company before, you know, and uh, it, it's got a lot of weird variants involved. The Chinese uh, a, a company was literally stolen out from under them by the Chinese government. So in what way has I'm I'm not totally
0: uh, up on I guess SoftBank as an owner. In what way have they not been a good steward of of ARM?
1: Well, I don't necessarily think it's so much they've been a bad steward. I just think the fact that they've been trying to offload it oh, okay, shows yeah. it hasn't made any money for them.
0: Okay, yeah. So kind of a pump and dump maybe is too strong a word, but just uh, we right. don't know what
1: we're doing with this asset.
0: Let's completely. Get I rid mean, of I think
1: because because it was all you know the same guy that like put all that money into WeWork also bought ARM like huh. he. He bought a bunch of stuff, right? Like he just went went on a spending spree. He bought Sprint. Like, you know, like the, 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 the dude <laughs> made some decisions, is what I'm saying. Like he, he brought oh, he God. bought Sprint. So do you how how many NFTs do you think he's got? <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I hope he I hope he's been unloading them. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, th- this is this is interesting to see what will happen to it next because I just don't feel like this is that sort of IPO that pops just because the fundamentals of the business, it's a licensing business, which is why it works. And it's why it's ubiquitous. They don't make their own chips. And it's not like you can take this into an avenue where it makes its own chips. Mm-hmm. You know what I
0: mean? You don't even think like the, the connection to Apple and the success of the M1 machines will will make that a sexier proposition?
1: No, because it's still a licensing play. Okay. So who yeah, cares? Good
0: point. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know and what I mean? And Apple could like, just break that relationship. Uh, because uh,
1: Well, a, a, we've said Apple could go in their own directions, but it's a licensing play. So in, in, in Apple, like the license they get, it's not like Apple pays them a percentage per chip sold. And if they did, it would be a very small thing. Like to use a weird example, there's a company called QNX that uh, BlackBerry acquired a jillion years ago. And and QNX um, – and ironically, the guy who created QNX and, and, and their whole thing is they have this real-time operating system and they have this special type of kernel and it's actually kind of interesting. But anyway, the guy who was like the bigwig there, Dan Dodge, he actually works at Apple now, I think apparently on the, the car project. But um, Blackberry bought them and they are completely ubiquitous in automotive. Like almost every car – runs QNX at some point, like for CarPlay, Android, um, you know, um, Auto, um, all that stuff is running QNX. The problem is Blackgrade gets like 50 cents a car
0: oh no see what i'm saying
1: <laughs> so yes it's in every single car on the globe but they get like 50 cents for that so who cares and, I, and arm is
0: cars arm are is suffering a,
1: right now because of the supply chain well 100 but even if they weren't it's like okay you sell 20 million cars a year you get 10 million dollars that's great yeah. but that's not gonna take you in that you know into a spectacular like big deal for a know,
0: human not a big deal for a company for a company
1: right so so i kind of look at at arm as a, as a similar thing where it's like, okay, you have these licensees, at varying things and they pay you whatever they pay you. And maybe they have like a one-time payment. I don't even know what their architectural license thing is, if it's a recurring thing or not, but it's not as if this is going to be bringing them in, you know, billions upon billions of dollars. And so you look at like what this purchase was going to be, which was absurdly high. Um, I, I, I don't know who can match that, who would be less scary, than nvidia if i'm being honest i feel like the your alternatives would be private equity people who would do everything they could to ruin what makes arm good yeah or you would have um uh other foreign groups who would either completely steal it out from under them which is what happened to arm china or or something else i don't know mm-hmm. and presumably <laughs>
0: imagining a laughable scenario it, it wouldn't be another chip maker either like if Intel were somehow able to get together the cash, it would be blocked. Intel has the, the cash. Okay. Intel has the cash. Yeah. It,
1: it's not a matter of, like, and, and if they didn't have it in cash cash, Intel could get the credit, no problem. No, I mean, if NVIDIA is getting turned down. Yeah. Then, then there's no knows. way that Qualcomm, Intel or Qualcomm. Intel, yeah. Qualcomm has been very open for years. And they're like, oh, well, you know, if these things don't work out. We'll be happy to step in and grab it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would, Qualcomm. I'm sure you would. But Wouldn't like, that be nice? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that Qualcomm I'm would sure love that. I'm sure NVIDIA feels the same way. <laughs> that, exactly. So it's like, it, so yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, you're not going to let NVIDIA do it but yet you would let Intel or Qualcomm or AMD, not that AMD has that cash either. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like it's just one of those things. you're like, yeah, all right, fine. So just like again, that's totally fair because I, I that
0: kind of um, consolidation is obviously a danger. but like you said, there is not a better option for it, certainly not one that preserves the integrity of the company.
1: Yeah, I mean, part part of me, I'm kind of like, and, and this is just me being completely like nihilistic, but awesome. Like, yeah, this is why you shouldn't have like sold to SoftBank to begin with. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: were they independent before that? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Well, well, <laughs> this episode of Rocket <laughs> is brought to you by Hrefs. Uh, do you want more Google traffic? Maybe you're struggling to rank and not sure what to do about it. And the idea of hiring an SEO agency might be outside your budget. Your solution is HREF's Webmaster Tools, and it is free. The best part is, this is not a 14-day free trial offer. It's just plain free. And it's a super powerful tool that'll do a full website audit for you and keep working for you. It'll scan your site and prioritize precisely what you need to fix to improve your search results so that you can, for example, see which keywords your pages are ranking for. Understand how Google sees your content, not just the humans that are looking for it. And discover how making changes can blow your traffic the heck up, which could do a lot for your business. It's time you started getting Google to work for your business. Go to hrefs.com slash webmaster dash tools to get the free tool now or click the link right here in our show notes. That is hrefs.com slash webmaster tools. A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash webmaster dash tools. Our thanks to Haytrust for their support of Rocket and all of Relay FM.
1: Ah, <sighs> Christina. Um, yes. One final thing, just yeah, just to me. point out on the ARM thing, because I looked this up. SoftBank spent thirty-two billion on ARM in twenty sixteen. Oh, so if you think to sell it for forty billion, um, you know, like like six years later, that's not even a good return on your investment. Yeah, like you could have made more just like leaving that like in like funds and investing in other ways like like that's not even a good return like I bet they put more than eight billion into maintaining and running the company over that like
0: yeah that amount of money is crazy to think about
1: but yeah geez well anyway anyway you messed up we'll we'll see (laughs) we'll see see if anybody else bites all right sorry all our soft bank CEOs who listen to us (laughs) the multiple of you that I guess there are
0: All right. In a Tuesday earnings call, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said that 20 million Game Pass users played Halo Infinite and 18 million played Forza Horizon 5. Uh, For Forza, that is a huge jump. Horizon 4 got 24 million players over two years, and Horizon 5 has been out for four months. Uh, Both games are uh, Xbox exclusive. games, uh, the 2021 blockbusters, both were released day one on Xbox game Pass uh, for subscribers they could just jump in and play, um, whether that be for five hours, 500 hours, or even five minutes. Um, and evidently by by the numbers that both of those games are doing, this has at least been a huge success in terms of getting eyeballs on games um and i have some thoughts about that but christina what do you what do you think about this uh this game pass subscriber news
1: yeah i mean okay disclosure again obviously i work at microsoft i don't work on any of the game stuff uh although i'm a big fan of it um i mean we've talked before we've talked actually for the last few years uh about the fact that game pass has been good and has really been kind of one of those, like, secret... it, it will starting to be kind of secret now. It really is showing, I think, to be a Trojan horse in terms of of power. Um, I've talked to a number of game developers. I know that you and Bree up too. They seem to actually genuinely be happy with the results, which makes me um, happy. But I can just say, as a user, I definitely play more games than I ever would have played before because it exists. Like, I give mm-hmm. games a shot that I never would have tried out before. And... Um, some of those games do leave Game Pass and they'll buy them. Um, some of them, you know, like most of the Microsoft titles s- tend to stick around, you know, kind of forever, mm-hmm. but, you know, kind of like Netflix, you know, like the Netflix originals don't leave Netflix for the most part. Um, but, um, I mean, those numbers are, are crazy. Like, I think, I feel like for Forza especially, that's getting way more eyeballs and, and hands, I guess, on a, on a game than, um what they typically you know get which is kind of cool racing games are especially semi i
0: I hesitate to call forza horizon realistic but it is a a game with complex driving mechanics under the hood so to speak um which was genuinely challenging for me and a non-racing person to like wrap my brain around and i in fact did not succeed but i gave it a try because it was there um, and I I think that that is that is something that I never would have done had I had to pay sixty to seventy dollars for it that 100%. just wouldn't have happened. Um, and yeah, I th- I think in terms of if if we think about tr- about Game Pass in terms of like impressions as if it were an advertising service, like getting that many eyeballs alone on your game um is pretty impactful even so to say nothing of even just five minutes spent with it um because i I think that 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 definitely i hate to use the phrase trickle down because trickle down economics is fake however The number of people who will sign up for a trial of Game Pass to play the new blockbuster Halo game that they would otherwise have to pay $70 for who then accidentally forget to unsubscribe and end up downloading a smaller game because it's on there and they can and it's easy. I don't think that that can be discounted necessarily as a as a
1: a force in the industry and these numbers are massive no these are massive and the thing is and i think what's interesting about game pass is like obviously you get like the base game for free but you can still buy add-on packs and other stuff right like it doesn't like make the whole thing there so even for other studios like this is an opportunity also when they leave game pass right because there have been times when i played a game and then it's left and i've been like you know damn i really wanted to continue playing that i've bought i really wonder how many people also do that
0: that's a question that I, I think needs to be grappled with or answered somehow. Yeah,
1: um, I talked to one of the execs and and um, and I believe that it wasn't like an off record number. I just don't know what the number was, but they they had done this sort of thing where they would like, I guess, looked at revenue that the like, game companies who are on Game Pass were on and their revenue went up, mm-hmm. like a not insubstantial amount. So, because I also feel like there's probably two things. One, because you can like buy it for 20% less or whatever. It's probably not like a massive number of people who then go on to buy it, but I don't feel like it's zero. But I also Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, you have 20 million and 18 million people playing this game. That's then going to get people talking about the game who might not even be Game Pass subscribers who might then go out and buy it, right? You're also getting awareness on that. So I feel like you're probably not getting a ton of people who will go out and buy the game after they've experienced it. it. Although that number is not going to be zero, but those people are potentially doing free advertising for you. Exactly, especially for multiplayer games, right? Yeah. So, cuz cuz if everybody in your family is playing something and somebody's like, "Okay, well, you know what? I don't really want to spend $15 a month or whatever for for Game Pass. Cool, not a problem. But maybe they they do want to play this game and so because they they know a lot of their friends are playing it, they'll go ahead and buy it.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting when I think about the question of buying games that have left my library. I wonder if there's not a saturation point there, because I feel like if, if I were to look at my Steam library right now and something that I bought maybe a, a year ago or a couple of years ago was like grayed out, it was off Steam. It was in some mm-hmm. way I could not download it. The chances that I would remember and think, oh, I should go seek that out somewhere else, to me, are very low just because of the sheer, sheer amount of games there are.
1: Without a doubt. And that's definitely a a
0: Game Pass problem as well, I imagine. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I think so. I mean, you have the same thing with movies and TV shows, right, where once it goes off of a service, then, you know, most people won't seek those things out again. But there will be times when you will, right? Like, this is one of the reasons why I still buy um, either physical or digital copies of certain TV shows and other stuff because... A. Sometimes people will mess with the music, or they will edit the series after the fact for BS reasons, mm-hmm. or or e- even reasons they think are good. But I'm just like, don't don't do that. Are we thinking about the Birds of Prey HBO Max clean cut? I mean, that's kind of one of them. I mean, they wound <laughs> up fixing that, but you know, there are a lot of things where, like, you know, like like Scrubs is like the music isn't correct, like oh, on the God, digital yeah. things, right? You know, and like that's that annoys the hell out of me. And I own all the DVDs, and I also have like gripped copies. On my Plex, so there are still things that I will buy for that purpose. But there are there have been instances where there's been like a movie that I wanted to see, and then it wasn't available anymore. And like if I really wanted to see it, I'll go out and get it. But you're right. In the most the most part, there's so much content out there that you're not going to bother doing that. But still, it's not a zero number. Yes, for
0: sure. For and with numbers these big, again, it, it's kind of like the. However, many billions of dollars <laughs> a, a company can make. Once you get up to a billion, any little fluctuations there are are kind of minimal because there's so many.
1: Well, plus with something like like Forza, you know they do have those you know atom packs and additional like uh, cars and, and other things you can do, and, yeah. and that's presumably the same for other games as well. Where okay, you know the the base game is free, but if you want other stuff, you pay for it, which is fine. Um, I I do feel like. Uh, so that's an opportunity, I think. Uh, but a- as you said, I mean, I feel like just when you have numbers this big, if you have any conversion at all it's good. But I just feel like also the, just the word of mouth thing. I mean, the fact that, uh, at least according to this Verge article, that the last you know version of Gran Turismo, which was said to be the most popular entry at the time, you know, sold just under 15 million copies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're talking about Forza having 18 million players in four months. Yeah,
0: that's, that's massive.
1: That's nuts. Now, how long do they play? How, you know, what are they considering to play? Is it anybody who downloaded it? Anybody who used more? You know what I mean? Like that yeah. all goes, goes, um, it is up for debate. Uh, I think you could probably make an argument that more people actively played Gran Turismo, although I don't know, you know, I mean, that's the thing. So,
0: yeah, and at what point does it matter? Like like I guess what is the metric that matters to the people in charge? Like I'm sure the, the people who made Forza what matters to them is people playing Forza for amounts of large long amounts of time. For Microsoft is it people who signed up for Game Pass to play Forza? Is it people who played Forza and then spent money on it? Is it people who um played forza and then and then bought something else is the people who played forza all the way through um there's so many factors and i think because of the nature of the service like and because of the analytics that we have it's so hard to tell what the metrics of success are beyond like this is a big number of people to play a card game
1: (laughs) right no honestly um and and like grant is a huge forza fan i've always been I I like the, uh, what's the one that's like, there's, there's the one that's more arcade like, um, uh, uh, but like off-road or something. Anyway, I I like that one more, but, but it, you know, I found it to be realistic or whatever. I mean, it's fine. Um, but it's certainly one of those things where I definitely played it because it was on Game Pass. I definitely gave it a shot and I was like, oh, it's very pretty. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. still not good at car games that aren't Mario Kart. I was so bad at it, Christina. I am too. I am too. Um, but I'm bad at most car games again, except for Mario Kart. That's because you can't drive. This is true. This is true. I pride
0: myself on my driving and I still can't drive in Forza. And that's why Brianna should come to New York and teach me how to play Forza.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, And she should teach me how to drive and then we can we can both um, uh, we we can all have fun together. <laughs> um but yeah um, comparing I, I, the outcomes of those two experiments will be very amusing. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I think that that I'm like, which one would kill Brianna uh first? Teaching you to, to play Forza or, or me to drive. One would emotionally hurt her, the other might physically endanger her. This is true. This is true. And 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 I'm sorry that you will be emotionally that you will be physically putting her in danger. Are you <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, any final thoughts about Game Pass before we... Uh, no, I mean, I, I just think those numbers are crazy. Um, and it's interesting because I saw a number of people be like, well, you know, 20 million for free to play isn't that great. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't free to play. This is, you have to have a subscription. Like, yeah, it's subscribe to play and also pay money to get,
0: like, uh, cosmetics
1: <laughs> right and and also, I and mean, I, I you know, I, I really like Halo Infinite. I think that it's been good. um, but it's been interesting, right? I think that game has had some bugs, and I think that for a lot of people, the bugginess has probably been dissipated somewhat by the fact that, yeah, it's on game pass. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you you wonder what's been like cyberpunk, Ooh. what the response would have been like if that had been a game pass game, right? If most people played it on game pass and hadn't, you know shelled out sixty bucks for it. Yes, that
0: that is a really good question. Yeah, because the people who like if it were on a subscription service, people might be more willing to come back and see like, ha- how has it changed now? Right. How has it changed now? Also, they would theoretically have uh, the developer might have money coming in, uh, in a way that they might not. I don't know what exactly. their situation is right now. But yeah,
1: exactly. Right now, though, they have to sell it for like ten bucks, you know, and, and and it's it's kind of you know a dead game, and and I I don't think it was as bad as everybody said that it was. Um, I think the way it was released was an utter disaster. Um, truly dis- <laughs> disorganized, disrespectful. I mean, disrespectful. Just just, just irresponsible. Hot garbage. <laughs> irresponsible. Just one hundred percent. Just terrible. Like, yeah. Uh, un- unforgivable, but I feel like what the game actually was hasn't been that terrible, but that doesn't matter, right? Like sure. It's it's, it's what, you, what it is when it comes out. But I do wonder, like, if that had been a Game Pass game or on another subscription service, I wonder if A, people wouldn't feel as upset and B, if, if yeah, to your point, people would be more willing to give it a shot. Yeah, it's an
0: interesting thought experiment. I mean, I, you're right that Halo is uh, the closest analog we maybe have for that because of how buggy the the multiplayer is but and
1: i've seen people annoyed about it i've seen people annoyed with how it looks but me too you... but but it hasn't been the rage yeah absolutely and, not. And, and and i think this even though there are people who are mad and, and people who've written ridiculous headlines and made ridiculous like claims on websites like kotaku i'm sorry to my former friends there but mm-hmm. or my f- same friends but former colleagues whatever <laughs> yeah. uh yes. not former friends but you know what i mean um, yes yes uh, you know the people but i'm like i'm like for God's sake, like chill, like not that there hasn't they're not going to get refunds if if it's on if it's on Game Pass, nobody's asking for refunds. Right, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, yeah, there have been people angry, but you haven't seen the pitchforks, like you haven't seen this stuff, like like I can't believe that I wasted this money on that because I feel like, you know, yes, you had some people who went out and bought it, mm-hmm. but I think that that a lot of people, especially because the the, the price for Game Pass isn't that much more than the price of what, you know, Xbox Live was, that it's, yeah, it's an it, easy it's enough so interesting kind of...
0: I also don't want to be... Like, what we're arguing for here is not a lowering of the quality expectations in AAA games. No, no. But, like, it, it, it is so difficult because games are so expensive to develop and the people who, you know, do QA are very undervalued, um, and plus, the community is also incredibly twitchy, um, and things can get review bombed and refund bombed, and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing can really spread like wildfire. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting thought experiment.
1: Yeah, I, I do think, like, it'll be interesting to see what Sony does to try to take on Game Pass. ooh. Um, and if they can, you know, at this point, how could they? I mean, that's the that's the challenge, right? Like, they could get, they could put all of their exclusives and and whatnot. And it's so fine. They already have like
0: PS now, but it's not they do, but good. It's, it's
1: it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, uh, and and it's never really been good. Um, it, and it becomes one of those things that's almost like, and I and I I don't know this. I don't want to speak for anything. I certainly have no inside information about this, but I would be surprised. If there weren't clauses and contracts for games coming on Game Pass that didn't say something like, you have to be exclusive to our, um you know, subscription service for X period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, the, the you same way. You can be way, full price on another service. You can be you full can price on another on service. PSNOL. Or you can sell at a discount on another service, whatever, but you can't be on that subscription yeah. service, too. The same way that, like, you can't watch Seinfeld on anything other than Netflix. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I would be very surprised if those sorts of things were not part of the agreement. Um, I don't know if they are or aren't, but I I would just be surprised if that hadn't at least gone into someone's thought process. Which then does put um, uh, PlayStation in an interesting place, especially when, you know, um, uh, EA's um, Origin uh, thing is also part of Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do? You know? It is
0: tricky. Uh, Hey, listen. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Trade. How do you take your coffee? A full-bodied roast? Something light? We all have our preferences, and no matter what you love to drink, Trade Coffee makes it easy to brew your best cup at home. Trade sells the freshest, roasted, and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship to you at your home, as often as you like, whole or ground, Whether you're a coffee nerd or just want a better daily cup, Trade's real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you with your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Just take the coffee quiz to get started. Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they will replace it for free. Trade has been featured by the New York Times, Wired, GQ, and has delivered over 5 million bags of coffee. Their subscription is no hassle. Skip shipments, change your frequency, or cancel at any time. Uh, I was extremely excited when this came through, Uh, not just because I love taking a coffee quiz, but I did take a coffee quiz. And (laughs) it it seriously rules. So they ask you a bunch of questions about, like, okay, what what does your coffee maker look like? Like, what is the formation it's in? What roast do you like your beans? Do you have a grinder? Do you like fun flavors or do you like things that taste like coffee? How do you usually drink your coffee? Like, is do you just drink black coffee? What do you like to do with it? And that was so wonderful because they were they they didn't try to push you, I felt, into because I here, listen to me, I just like black coffee from my drip coffee machine and I drink it hot after it has brewed. And that is how I like my coffee. I don't want, (laughs) I don't want any fancy stuff. And it didn't push me into doing anything weird. There were a few options where it was like, hey, if you don't have an answer to this, why don't you let us decide based on what your previous answers were? And I love that because there are some things I genuinely don't know. I don't necessarily have an opinion on, but I was able to just put through like, I like my drip coffee with nothing in it. Give me a good bean, um, and the first one that I got uh, is from Joe Coffee. Uh, That's called Big City. It is described as a full-bodied, full-bodied and rich. This roasty cup offers up plenty of honeycomb sweetness with all that deep dark chocolate. It's not actually like a flavored coffee, but those are the notes: uh, burnt sugar, baking chocolate, and roasted almond. Is what it says on the bag. It's a French roast. Um, I freaking love it. And the great thing is I can go on and rate the coffee that I got and decide like, hey, I want this bag again. Send me that. Or it's showing me the next bags it has lined up for me of new kinds of coffee. You want a different kind of coffee? Apparently on February 1st, I have a a blend called Ember from Alma. It is roasty and smoky ground for my automatic drip machine because i don't have a grinder uh and then i have irving farm gotham blend and then i have atomic black velvet (laughs) it's very exciting for me to see and so you can look at your order history and stuff um and uh yeah i don't know It, it was so simple and it came super fast and the fact that it's also like a local new york city brand i was pleasantly surprised by so Long story short, let me tell you about the things that you can do. (laughs) Enough about me. For our listeners, right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash rocket. To get started, take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash rocket and start your journey to your perfect cup. That is drinktrade.com slash rocket. Our thanks to Trade for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Did I encourage you, Christina?
1: Yes. All right. I, I, I'm very excited about taking the quiz and, and, and getting quiz like my... The quiz is so good. I'm like very excited about this. Uh,
0: all right, folks. The Steam Deck console from Valve is out for order on February 20th, 25th. Uh, Those orders will start shipping on the 28th, apparently, and uh, preview coverage starts around then as well. If you still if you decide immediately upon hearing me remind you of the Steam Deck that you want one, uh, it will be a while. You Mm -hmm. can still reserve orders for five dollars, but the ones uh, reserved now will ship after Q2 2022 Uh, because they are backed. Up. The Steam Deck was initially supposed to ship in December, but like any good product that contains even a whiff of a chip, it was <laughs> delayed.
1: Yep. Surprising no one, shocking, shocking. Like like even Lay's are getting delayed these days. So it, it's nuts. <laughs> uh, a Ver- the Verge did a video preview along with
0: like other outlets back in August on a uh, not final build, a uh, physical build of the of the Steam Deck. Uh, that video showed uh, the Steam Deck running games like The Witcher Three and Control at mid-level specs, which is better than what the Switch can run. Uh, that being said, that was obviously a, a controlled uh, preview on Valve's campus, so grain of salt there. Uh, the Steam Deck, notably, is a console that a handheld console that runs Linux, uh, mm-hmm. which will you know be powering a new version of Steam OS that's Linux based. Uh, and it will have a Proton compatibility layer to translate Windows games to that operating system. There's still a lot of questions remaining uh, that will hopefully be answered when previews of this thing come out in late February, such as uh, what will the final build of the console look and feel like? How well will translated games run? What will the process of managing storage be like? What will the app switching be like? Uh, We, and Valve, (laughs) above all, does not have a great track record with ongoing hardware support. That being said, I think last time we talked about the Steam Deck in summer, I at least was pretty excited for the concept of it Mm -hmm. um, and to maybe play PC games in handheld mode. How, yeah. What do you think, Christina, about this uh, finally, finally, theoretically coming out? No,
1: I mean, I'm excited. I mean, in theory, I will knock on wood be getting one. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm really curious. I think battery life is going to be the big thing here. Although, like, let's be real, the, the Switch, the non-OLED Switch doesn't have great battery life. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, um, I mean, it's interesting on a lot of levels. And I, and I think uh, in many ways, this looks like this is, you know... Look, Valve is Valve does not have a good track history with hardware, shall we say? Nee. Um, the, uh, they 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 don't. Uh, the, the the Steam boxes were an utter failure, even though that CES party was awesome, uh, <laughs> very very good CES party. Thank you, thank you, Gabe and 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 friends for that. Um, you know the 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 Steam uh, controller uh, flawed. Um, the their. You know, Oculus has, frankly, just run away with it. Sorry uh, for the, the the HTC Vive and, and whatnot. Like, they haven't had a great track record with hardware. However, I feel like this, if, if, if anything is going to maybe work for them, this could maybe be it. And I think that uh, it'll be exciting to see how it works. Um, the fact that it is running Proton, uh, which, as you said, is the Linux compatibility uh, layer to translate games, I think that's really interesting. And I think on a lot of titles, that'll work well. I also feel like this is one of those things that might encourage potentially depends completely on how many how many units are pushed. Um, because if it's even if it's just a, a few you know hundred thousand, I don't think that's enough to, to matter. but depend, but mm. if, if, if it does take off, you we could conceivably see some uh, publishers wanting to do more Linux native um, ports, which would be really cool.
0: Um,
1: I, I, I kind of doubt it to be totally honest unless there were literally like switched numbers of volume being sold. Um, I think because I think that's what it would take but um that that still is really interesting and, and the fact that it is you know going to be running you know, this new version of SteamOS is really exciting I love the openness that valve has with the console like that to me is probably one of the mm-hmm. more exciting things is is just kind of the the fact that valve is taking a really open approach to this the fact that if you want you can install Windows on this and put game pass on it which will probably be one of the things that I attempt I do at just some point. I was just thinking that when I was reading about this, I was like, huh, could I run Game Pass on this? You could. You <laughs> could. I mean, that, and that's really – see, and this is the interesting thing too, right? Like – Um, You could do it either through the web browser, um, uh, you know, kind of the mobile version, or if you wanted to, like, go full bore and just, like, install another OS on it, you could do that as well. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you that's probably going to be some of the first things that people have guides on how to do. Like, there will be YouTube videos up within 48 hours of people getting their Steam decks, of people, you know, putting Windows on it. Which I love, right? Like, I mean, you know, one of the very first things I did when the Kindle, um, uh, the 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 Kindle Fire came out, their very first Android tablets. I think I was like one of the first people like to um, like install um, like the Nook app. I sideloaded it because it was an Android thing. You know what I mean? So, like, I love that sort of stuff. Like, it's honestly my favorite thing to find people like, okay, how can I how can I kind of hack this? And, and Valve is like, cool, go for it. We're not going to like maybe be officially supporting that, but we're not going to tell you not to, which I I'm a huge fan of. So I am excited. You know, I think that, um, I think it remains to be seen like how fast can they ship these and what is going to be their supply chain stuff going forward. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about that, but I mean, this is exciting.
0: Yeah. How are they going to keep momentum going? Yeah, it it definitely I I am possibly even I I was looking forward to it just because uh, as people who've listened to the show for a long time know, I generally don't like playing games like in at a desk. Um, I prefer to play them lying down (laughs) because I am I am a queen and I deserve to recline um, in peace. So the idea of, you know, not having to sit up or have a heavy laptop on my lap, I was like, okay, okay. But especially because since this was initially announced, um, I have played far more games on PC than I had previously. Like before Mm -hmm. I played mostly on Switch because of that aforementioned convenience that I enjoy. Right, But then... I got on freaking Game Pass. And then also on top of that, I started just streaming games to my Discord server when I play because I want to hang out with my friends. Um, and that's been actually more of a motivation to play than than I thought it might be because I really enjoy doing that. Um, so the, the idea that I might be able to, I, I, I don't know if this could stream to Discord and like let me be on a Discord call at the same time. I imagine probably not. But the idea that I could do that on my PC and because of Game Pass potentially then switch over to a machine like this and, you know, Mm -hmm. lie down on the couch or something. 100%. That's pretty cool
1: to me. It does. It has like a lot of options there. And and, I mean, honestly, what could be, I mean, I doubt this will happen, but what could be cool if this were successful would be if like there was then like an official like Linux Game Pass client. I would really really
0: love to see that. That would be because Microsoft really can't help but benefit from from having right. Game Pass on literally everything. I think I they mean, would put would it on thing. PlayStation
1: if they could. Oh, they, oh, of course they would. Of course they would. They would I, I think they would love that. I think they would love to have it there. Now, I doubt that Valve would let them maybe list it in the Steam store. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think again that they would totally do that, um, and and look, you can you can download Steam from the Microsoft Store, um, yeah. like that's completely allowed. Um, I doubt that Valve would be like that cool and be like, yeah, download Game Pass. But imagine if you could, like that would. I mean, for both companies that claim to want to be about openness, yeah, that would well, be and pretty here's awesome. The thing, if
0: you if you have if you have purchased this console, you've already given a huge chunk of change to Valve. They've already got you in the door and you're going to have Steam on it. And if something is not on Game Pass, you're going to probably buy it on Steam.
1: 100%. I mean, like, to me... It's not not money lost, but... (laughs) Right. No, but but it's also not, like, yeah, no, I'm with you. I I, I don't think that'll happen, but I would definitely be, like... It would be my argument if
0: I were in the boardroom.
1: You know, I mean, same. I look, I well, again, I mean, like I, I, like I said, I think some of it would come down to like whether Steam would like let them, you know, have it in the store or not. But even, even if that didn't happen, I think that you could make a case, potentially, depending on how many of these are sold from, from like I said, maybe a, a, a Game Pass launcher on Linux, which would be cool, right? Like yeah. that would be, that would be awesome. Um, so who knows? Um, Anyway, I, I uh but I, I look forward to people figuring out hacks and figuring out other stuff and and I feel like it's exciting. And I and I I don't know, I just I like the weirdness of yeah. it. Uh, you know, and I like the openness. Like I'm I'm into this. Yeah, I that's I don't the thing.
0: Give us more weird consoles.
1: Totally. More big totally. swings
0: in the hardware market.
1: One hundred percent. Plus, I mean, this is I can't remember I'm trying to think if there's been anything. I mean, there have been people who've tried things like this, but we've never seen anything that's potentially mainstream that is actually, you know, bringing PC gaming to a handheld, which yeah. is unique. Well, I think that
0: that wraps that up for tonight. Uh, Christina, shall we talk about what we're doing this week? We should. Um, you've been playing some game that you've been really into. Yes. Uh, I actually beat it last night. So there is a game that just came out called strange horticulture. Um <sighs> Yes, it's very much my brand. So it is a game very much in the the tonal vein of Fallen London, if you ever played that, Mm -hmm. where you are a horticulturalist managing a plant shop in a sort of victorian tinged fantasy world and you have all of these plants and customers come in and they say can i have a plant that will do this thing please and you sell them the plants but the plants are they you don't necessarily know what they are at first because they're not labeled they're just sitting there and you have a big book that you flip through and it makes beautiful page flipping noises and you look at the the entries in your encyclopedia of plants and you say, hmm, this plant uh, has rough, waxy leaves. A plant wouldn't have rough and waxy leaves. It would have one or the other. This plant has thick, <laughs> rough leaves. Um, and it might have a picture of... The leaves, or it might have a picture of the bloom, or it might have a picture of the cross-section of the plant. You kind of have to use the clues at your disposal to guess, like, okay, which is the right one here, and turn it over. Then, murders start happening, and you get to use your plants to solve murders. And on top of all of that, you have a shop cat who is named Hellebore, and you can pet the cat. So this is my pitch strange horticulture it's out now it's on um steam and uh gog i believe yeah and i was gonna say i think it's on gog i was gonna yes. ask is this on game pass by any chance no
1: <laughs> but it is 10 percent off right now um yeah i was looking at this i was gonna say like it looks like on gog i think it's like a yeah it's it's like um 13 or something yeah it's
0: ridiculously uh cheap and i it took me uh, a little under 10 hours to play it I identified all of the plants. And I just I just really, really enjoyed it. It has a, a a tactical sort of feel to it, where you are, you know, opening drawers in your plant store and you're flipping through maps and you're flipping through books and you're um you know dragging labeling plants and it just feels very tactile and has excellent, excellent sound effects for all of those things. So that just really absorbed the last two nights of my life, and I very much enjoyed running my little shop. I would like to continue to run my little shop. That is my my pitch
1: to you. Okay, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out. I like it, and I it, again, like I'm into the weird stuff. Yay! What have you been up to this week, Christina? So I have actually been watching some good TV. Whoa! Um, I want to give a shout out to a show called uh, Single Drunk Female. Oh. Huh. Which is on weirdly it's a it's a freeform show, but it's it's not garbage. It's actually very good. Like it's it's on Hulu. That's how I found it. But apparently it's airing on Freeform, which is weird because it is not Pretty Little Liars, and um that's like really you know what I what I think of when I think of Freeform. Um is is our, our beloved Pretty Little Liars, and which went on too long, but had its moments anyway. It's um it's about a, a girl who at the start of it like works at like a BuzzFeed-like place and um, then ends up – she's like drunk at work and ends up assaulting her boss and then winds up in rehab and some other stuff. And it's about her journey through like a recovery. It's really funny. It's really good. The actress who's in it is very, very good. Two episodes are out so far. Like new episodes are out on Fridays. I'm a big fan. So like I'm going to – single, drunk, female. Um, It's actually like really good. Like so like – all right. Enthusiastic thumbs up on that.
0: Cool. I will look that up. I'm I'm looking it up right now as we speak. How long did you say it's been running?
1: It just started. Oh wow! It okay. just started. So so um, I, I read some reviews about it, and and the thing that got me was um the actress, the star, uh, Sophia Black Dahlia. She was on uh the sh- uh, short lived but very funny uh, Fox comedy, The Mick. Did you ever see that? No, but I remember seeing previews for it. Okay, that was with uh with Caitlin Olsen from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. and it was from two Always Sunny in Philadelphia writers and she played like the oldest child in that which was funny cuz she was like 25 like playing like an 18 year old but um it, but she her character and, and Caitlyn Olsen's character had like amazing chemistry and were very funny together they were antagonists and i liked her a lot and so i saw like like previews with her face in Hulu app and i'm like what is this and then i started watching it and i was like oh, this is good. And um, the reviews have been very positive, which I read after I saw, like, the, the first two episodes because the reviewers got the whole season. And oh, that's it's, a good sign. And, and the reviews have been, like, universally, like, very positive. So, um, uh, yeah, single drunk female, very funny, um, but also, like, seems like it can maybe also have some kind of, like... Part to it as well. I feel it's like because uh, I watched both that and How I Met Your Father, and <laughs> obviously, and 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 I was like, okay, one of these is clearly significantly better than the others. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that would be single drunk female. I mean, not that I won't like, still probably. Maybe watch how I, I Look, I like Hillary Duff. I want to root for Hillary Duff. That my co-worker really Patrona do.
0: watched it and it, she ended up really liking it, even though I think it has not gotten good reviews across the board. But she was like, you know what? It's comfortingly predictable and I like Hillary yes. Duff. And right now that's enough for me. And I don't know 100%. that it's enough for me. But I respect it.
1: (laughs) No, I was going to say, like, there's one that I can unequivocally recommend, and that would be Single Drink Female. Like, I think it's really funny, but it also has, like, some depth to it, which you don't often see in these types of shows. Um, And then there's one which is, like, okay, if you're looking for comfort, like, traditional sitcom stuff, How I Met Your Father is fine. Again, I really like Hilary Duff. I really wanted to see the Lizzie McGuire Reboot that that uh, Disney yeah. was too afraid to do, where cowards. Lizzie would have had a like screwed up life and wound up back at home with her parents. <gasps> like that—that that was her idea. Like she and, and the fiance like broke up, and she like wound up back at home, like like a loser in her thirties, which <sighs> would have been great. Like honestly,
0: um, it would have cowards. been engaging.
1: It would have gotten.
0: It would have no, but also it's attention. like it, I'm
1: just like no, it would have been good, and and honestly, it would have been a hit for them if they would have done that. It would have been a sure. hit like they need know, disney
0: plus after dark
1: <laughs> they do well they, well they were gonna put it on hulu no hillary wanted to put it on Hulu. disney did not uh but, but hillary was like well then just put it on hulu if you won't do this other thing they were like nah <laughs> so uh lame well i will check out the trailer for that and i'll put that link in the show notes Christina, where can people find you online? So you can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters and the Instagram. And you can find uh, the videos that I do at work at youtube.com slash Microsoft Developer. Next episode of The Download will be out on Friday. Yay! And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram
0: at doomquasar and at youtube.com slash polygon. You can find this show for review on Apple Podcasts, and I love it if you give it a good review. Uh, I really, really appreciate that, and it helps other people find the show as well. And if you can make your way to Twitter and tell Brianna Wu that you, you hope she gets feels better soon, that would rule. That would rule. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This episode of Rocket is terminated.
1: Terminated.